Hello, everybody. What's going on? And welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. Joe, I admit you were right. We were off by one. Is it one? I think it's one. Off by one episode. Oh, yeah. The first one was like an introduction. One. So we're not technically at a year, year yet, but we, we kind of predicted that as we were talking about it, kind of realized our wall there. But we can talk about that more next week. So, no, this is not the year anniversary show but we're closing in on that but other than that my good sir how are you doing on this fine tuesday afternoon pretty productive today woke up got paid some bills done ate lunch made lunch for the next several days because i still have to go to work nature of my job where i work i have to go kind Mm -hmm. of kind of important and I work, in a, I work in a hospital. Very, so, very important right now, yeah. So I'm actually quite prepared not to see see family or friends probably for the next several weeks. Uh, except for talking through over the phone or something like that. But I'm prepared not to see anybody for that long a period of time. The only people I get to see and socialize with are people at work. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a very weird time. I'm talking to a lot of people that are older, much older than we are. Have even said like this is not this is not something that has happened before. This is not something that we have gone through before. Obviously, there have been turmoils and, and tough moments for the world in, in that respect, but nothing like this. It's not necessarily in a horrible way. It's just really different. You know, we we've been through tough moments, kind of like this virus has put us through, but. It's a very unique situation because it's because of where we are in terms of technology and, and and things like that. So it really will be weird. You won't we won't really be interacting with a ton of people in person except for very 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 close like loved ones or people we live with and things like that. But even the loved ones, the people we live with, you got to be careful with depending on what they're dealing with uh, their own personal health issues. We're not sure what they have. Right. Um, it, it's. It's weird, man. It, we do have some stuff for you guys today. Some people were wondering, I've actually had someone ask me, like, what are you going to talk about now? There's no events going on. There's no anything like that. We still have plenty to talk about today, and we'll be providing you with an episode of the Blue Search Podcast throughout the duration of this sort of so- social distancing that's going on. That's the term that's kind of going going around right now. But it will be different for the next three or four weeks because... As of this morning, or late last night, I believe it was this morning, it has been announced that all Pokemon events have been canceled through May 14th. So that not only includes regionals, it also includes League Cups, SPEs, League Challenges, everything in between. They have all been canceled through the middle of May. Most importantly, the pre-releases. The pre-releases, because we will be having a set. What? When does that set come out? I think it comes out in April. So very end of April, beginning of May. So we'll be looking at a pre-release, like a, what's the right word? A pre-release-less release? <laughs> Is that what we're going with? Let's see here. Rebel Clash Elite. May 1st. It's May 1st. May 1st, man. So we'll have two weeks. We will not be having pre-releases for this next set. 
How strange is that? Which is sad. I like pre-releases. It is, but, but you know, we'll we'll even talk about later about ways to still play the game. But it's it's going to be weird because middle of April is going to come along and. We're all going to be like, hey, guys, the set comes out in two weeks. What what I wonder about is product. So what is Pokemon going to do about the build and battle kits? Are they already made and shipping out? You have to imagine, right? Yeah, because they've been selling those like at GameStops and different places like that. So people could have pre-release type fun. Just not in pre-releases. I wonder how they're gonna how they're gonna approach this. They they might just say, "Screw it, we don't have the obviously." There's no events to do, so we know we're gonna take a product cut on that. But I wouldn't be shocked if Nintendo tried or uh, Pokemon tries something different up their sleeve in terms of this release. It will be super interesting. I mean, we had all these regionals coming up, all these cool events, uh, different VGC metas, different TCG metas that we were excited for. And now we're just sort of in a stalemate. We're at a very big plateau where we know that we're not going to be seeing any events until probably, I mean. Well, like I, the, the reason I think they went the whole thing is that the CDC, I believe yesterday, the day before, set out a announcement saying any type of events like music or like card events, things like that. Um, anything that brings people from far and wide into one area to do something, um, they said to cancel any of those for the next eight weeks. Right, which is which is smart, which is the right thing to do. It, it, it's definitely done in a good light, and it's done in a positive way. But it is very very interesting how they are approaching it, just because we've never done this before. We've never just been locked out from a hobby and, and social interaction like this. But we will find a way to celebrate the new set release. There will be online things, I'm sure, going on in kind of public spaces. I am not worried about the community as a whole. I think we'll make through just fine. The regionals that we are missing, though, we are going to be missing Toronto, Charlotte. We'll be missing Salt Lake City. There's definitely a couple big ones that are on the marker that we're just not going to get to watch and that's a ton the big thing here is that's a ton of points that's a ton of points just thrown out the window so what do you think they're going to do about the points i'm not quite sure depending how long they do i don't know if they can do it about i don't know what they can do about the points they can possibly lower it down the requirement um but then there's also a lot of higher up players that are advocating not to do that well you know it's it's the argument of do you reward the people? There might just be a way to abuse that. You know, if they change the rule, you might really be able to abuse that rule. However, when you're removing three or four big events, I don't know if you'd be able to take advantage of it. I, I think that they should lower the CP requirement uh, because the worst thing that does is it makes worlds more saturated with players and it adds more people to the pool. And I don't think that's necessarily ever a bad thing. No, especially like right now, like with the new set coming out in May, and I don't know if we'll have quite access to that depending on how the whole this thing goes. I don't know if we'll even see these cards getting played as much because of this whole stuff happening. They'll they'll be played because people will be practicing one way or another, whether it be online or in person. It's just 
the development of the summer meta is going to be a lot slower because of it. We're going to be seeing it's going to be like a world format. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like no one's been able to test it. We've only been practicing, and now you're just going to be sitting here for a while. Even with the even with the rele- relevant stuff, Zacian ADP, that deck is going to kind of be stalemated in the public eye until tournaments can be played. So people that have these secret ideas, secret texts, different builds that they're waiting to reveal, they're not going to be able to reveal those for about two months. So now we're sitting here going, okay, so these ideas that they had for the meta until May, are they even worth it now? You know what I mean? Are the ideas that you come up with now going to be even worth it? Because you're not even going to be able to play them until, until the next set's out. So honestly, do you look at now and just go, scrap it. I'm getting ready to prep for the next set. What, what would you do here? Because I feel like right now I'm in the mood of, okay, I can't play for two months. It's time to just start getting ready for the next set. It sucks, but it this lockdown, smart, it's the right thing to do, kind of boxes out the Sword and Shield base set in a way that's really not going to let it get the credit that it deserves. Uh, it's difficult. Like I, I'll still play it. I'll probably end up getting a booster box than you set. Um, I would assume that Pokemon's got to adjust to do something, maybe using PTCGO. But even doing PTCGO is a difficult thing because, like, the currency is so weird. Different, because here, like, in Pokemon, like in the real life, you can go out and just buy it the card straight up with cash money. You just can't right. do that with PTCGO. Right, you'd have to trade and get pack. It's a whole other economy. People can start withholding cards for way more, way higher than card value because it's all based on individual sellers. It basically kind of becomes like an eBay of sorts, right? I mean, if, yeah. let's say we transition to PTCGO. Let's just say we transition to that for, for some events. Let's say that that's, that's kind of how we treat things going forward. Okay, who says that I can't sit there and go, all right, my Zacian's worth 50 packs, 60 packs, 70 packs. And that sounds crazy, but when you're in an individual-based system, economy, why wouldn't they be able to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, who, who even knows? Maybe a shop, uh, was it the other ones, the Troll Untold and Shop TCG Player, maybe they'll start getting smart and start selling digital copies of the cards with sellers. So people can actually go through this time because I don't don't because we don't only just have the Pokemon TCG on there that do that kind of stuff. But I think isn't there a magic client too for magic players? There is. Yeah. As of the past year and a half or so, there has been. Yep. Yeah. So there's got to be some kind of economy online to deal with those kinds of things. Obviously, you have things like tins, with the Zamazenta and the Zashin coming out soon. So that'll be helpful. But like. Some of the more staple stuff, like trying to find Jirachis, even though we know they're on those battle decks or that, that came out a while ago. Um, what else is quite there? You have the tins of your um, uh, Rillabooms and uh, what's it? <laughs> the, starters. the starters. Yeah, all the starters. And there you go. Sorry, it's, I don't know why it's been escaping my mind recently. Um, but yeah, like you have access to those cards, but all of, like the staples you're trying to look for hopefully having enough professors researches and all the other things that you probably would need. Yeah. It might be smart to start trading for that stuff. Now, if you don't have it, if you're someone that kind of resents using the online client, like some people do, 
it might be time to kind of suck it up because if you're looking to play and practice the card game, unless you're going to be video calling with people, which some people will do, which is fine, kind of like a Skype-based play system, you need to be ready for this. So it'll be interesting to see. We have some ideas on how you can still play with your community and with your friends based on what people around us have been doing. We're going to get into that towards the end of the show because it's kind of a more positive way to end this topic. And we feel that it's better to save that for the end of the episode. Moving into the news, we have a couple things we're going to hit today. Two things. There was one thing I wanted to talk about that had to do with the League Battle decks, but it's very redundant at this point. So we're just going to move straight into our holiday set. So every year we get these special sets. They kind of just reflect on the past year of Pokemon. You know, they reflect on the cards, the meta. We, we get some cards that we never had access to. And this year, on November 1st, we are getting a sort of like our Hidden Fate set. It's almost like a celebration of tag teams. I don't, I don't really know what to call it. There's no, no real name for it. But what we're going to be getting is all of the full arts that we never got, all of the alternative arts that we never got. This is the set that's going to give us that product. So, for example, the alternative art for Trevenant Dusknor, the full arts for Melmetal GX, Weavile GX, the alternative arts for Iglybuff, Togepi, and Cleffa. There's a lot of cards in here that we just never got, that full art of Welder. Remember oh, that gosh. big, that fancy full art of Welder that we never got? Yeah, but I'm looking at the pictures of red, blue, and green. Those look so sweet. Yeah, the red, blue, and green with the Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. All these full arts. We're, we're getting all these cards that, although some of them are rotating, if not all of them, it's going to be cool to have. So it's nice to talk about that. We had Hidden Fates. We had, we've seen sets in Japan like this where we get like the ultra shiny sh- uh, set, the tag all-stars. This is going to be what we're getting. So look sort of around November... December-ish. It says November 1st is kind of an expected time, but that doesn't mean it will be. This is sort of a new developing story as we go. Look to see advertising for this product as the year goes on because these are stuff, these are things that people like to collect. These are cards that people like to get a hand on and and just sort of fancy up their collection. You got the super fat Dedene with the super chunky one with the weird art. You've yeah. got full art wishy-washy just as the baby fish yeah well that was the actual card in cosmic because i was looking at that one too yeah I mean, we're, we have the gold zekrom gold reshiram gold bird trio gold mewtwo it's a lot of cool stuff so not a lot to talk about there but just something to keep your eyes on but i'm assuming these are not going to be tournament legal they will probably not well they'll be tournament legal but by the time these sets hit, I'm assuming they're going to be rotated. They will be. So we'll just kind of have them as expanded ammo or just for collection-based stuff, which is fine too, though. Which, like, I don't, I don't like personally. As, as, as players, not collectors, yeah, I agree with you. It's not something that we are a fan of, but it kind of is what it is. Like, I never bought Hidden Fates. I never bought Dragon's Majesty. Um, I did buy Shining Legends just because of the Zoroarks. And those were actually were legal at the time, but the other like review sets and things like that that went back to the old stuff that they had. I don't know why Pokemon keeps doing that. 
because they're fancy looking and they can kind of milk out the last of their product, the last of that set for the collectors. It's for collectors, you know? That's who it's for. It's not for the players. And keep in mind, they do have the expanded format, so it's not like these cards are put to waste. Let's move into some new stuff, though, because I know that's really where you want to get to today, Joe. We have four new cards to talk about. They are in pairs, so we will talk about them in pairs. We got a Charizard V and VMAX revealed, as well as a Grimmsnarl V and VMAX revealed to us. These will be coming out, I assume, in the Rebel Clash set for us. We're going to go through each again, like I said, as a pair, how we think they'll do in the meta, and, and kind of move on from there. First up on the list is Charizard V. Charizard V is a 220 HP fire type basic Pokemon. For three colorless energy, it does claw swipe for 80 damage. For two fire and a colorless, two fire and two colorless, it does fire spin for 220 damage, and you discard two energy from this Pokemon. Speak to water, resistance with three. So caps at 220. A welder plus one attachment. As a fire card, it's pretty decent. It's VMAX is a 330 HP VMAX card. Still has Claw Swipe for three colorless. Does 100 damage now instead of 80. And then for three fire and two colorless, it does 300 damage and you discard two energy. It's got a resistance to three, just like the previous, and it is weak to water. Five energy is okay. I don't want this to be four, so I'm very happy it's not four. I can deal with five energy for 300. I know it seems insane, which it kind of is. But we've, we've seen cards like this. They hit the numbers they hit. Sort of like Reshazard, you know what I mean? In the span of things for VMAXs, 300, you can hit 310 with Vitality Band. But other than that... What do you think of Charizard VMAX and Charizard V? I, I think they're good cards. They will probably prove to be insane, but Welder still makes it a two-turn deal because it's a five-energy attachment. It is uh, an immediate impact player because of Welder. Uh, once rotation does happen later in the year, it all depends on the fire support that comes out because we'll be kind of... The only... The only Energy acceleration I can think of in the future is either through metal or water. Right. So I mean, I mean it, fire it has have, kind of run its course. Yeah, it will have an immediate impact, but I don't know what it will be months after that. Because even you could use twin energy, and it's still a two-turn attachment. You know, you're you're still not able, which is good though. Which is good. You're still not able to blow this off in one turn. However, it's still a 330 HP Pokemon, though. Twin Energy won't work for it. Oh, you're right. Is that That's only for non, non-V or GX, isn't it? Yeah. There's other things you could use, but even still, it, it's still a two-turn attachment. And you can say, well, you can just hide out on the bench, but we'll have boss's orders. So it'll be interesting to see how Charizard VMAX adjusts to this meta. That being said, though, it's still a 330 HP card that hits for 300. So would you be shocked if it becomes really good? Not really, no. Like I, I really wouldn't be shocked if this card just up and becomes super strong. 
regardless yeah, like, of fire support or not. It's still a huge dude who hits for huge numbers. Yeah, I can see. Like, obviously, its biggest weakness is will be against fire. Um, I think it's only that's gonna hit it hard and hit it hard quickly. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is really there. My Lotic will probably take advantage of it. My Lotic, uh, Lapras, Keldeo. Like, yeah, there's things, but you imagine most V decks are gonna be able to two shot this card anyway. So you assume it's in a two shot meta. So I guess I guess the argument with this card is if you can heal it, keep it healthy, or if you can find a way to accelerate quicker, it'd be a very, very good card. Like a five out of five, just like huge attacker. We just don't know that yet, though. We just don't know what's going to be out there and what's going to be available. So kind of like we've been saying, if, if you can find a way to heal this, though, if you can get one attack off, you can get G-Max Wildfire off one time. Just one time, this card will be very hard to take down. If you can find a way to get that attack off without having a lot of damage taken well, while Welder's in the format, look out for this card, though, dude. This card's going to be a terror if you can't. If we, if we have to battle with keeping it healthy. With boss's orders, though, I can't imagine that'd be a problem. Is there anything else you want to say about this card? No. Moving on, we have Grimmsnarl. This is a card that we've been anticipating for quite some time. Grimmsnarl V is a 220 HP dark type card. For one dark energy, it has bite for 40. And for three dark energy, it has spiky knuckle. 200 damage, return two dark energy from this Pokemon to your hand. It's weak to grass and has a retreat of two. Grimmsnarl VMAX is a 330 HP, has one attack, three dark energy, G-Max Drill, 170. This attack does 50 more damage for each extra dark energy attached to this Pokemon, but not used to pay for this attack. Energy beyond the second doesn't count. What? What does this attack even mean? Extra 100 damage tops, maybe? I'm going to read it again. This attack does 50 more damage for each extra dark energy attached to this Pokemon, but not used to pay for this attack. Energy beyond the second doesn't count. So it looks like you can put an extra 2 on there for 100 damage. So it's five. Five dark energy can hit for two seventy, and that's where it caps. Is that what we're thinking? I think that's what it's trying to say. I don't like this card, man. No, like, come on, Pokemon. Ugh. This is not. I don't know, man. I, the crappy part about this card, even though the text is weird on that attack, I wouldn't even be that mad. But it's the fact that it is pure dark energy. Yeah, like how do you how do you accelerate that? You can't. There there is no real way to accelerate it. I mean, sure you you can mess around with Weavile for a little bit, but other than that, what are you gonna run Grimmsnarl Naganadel? Is that the no, plan? It's like, no, it's like really sad too. Is like the regular Grimmsnarl V. The background's in a forest and it's weak to grass. And it's like, uh, you are not you know. a fan of this at all in any way, are you? No, and like I had high hopes for Grimmsnarl, but no. I thought it was going to do more disruption. I thought it was really going to be jumping on the fact that Grimmsnarl has the ability Prankster and has these little gimmicks that it uses in the competitive video game side of things, and this just doesn't. Like, if 
It'd be interesting, like if they had, like leave it dark, like it is, but have like fairy tendency type of stuff. Because it's fairy, right? It is a fairy. It's a dark fairy type, yeah. Yeah. So like they should have like a dark card with like fairy type tendencies for the like attack and abilities. This thing doesn't even have an ability. I thought I thought Grimstar was gonna have an ability. Like a barrier, like not affected by status or conditions. Something. I'd been happy with that. But no, we don't have that. What's crappy too is like spiky knuckle on the original V that does two hundred. The energy doesn't even go to the discard pile, it goes to your hand, and you might be like, oh, that's cool, it goes to your hand. But that's not cool because you can, like, okay, let's say you synergize it with Naganadel, all right? Because that, be, that would be the, the only real way to synergize this card, correct? Is to go Naganadel, baby Naganadel with the energy recursion with Weavile GX, kind of like uh, Greninja Zoroark, correct? But Greninja Zoroark is so much better because you can actually count. The dark energy for the attack. Well, it is better, but I'm just I'm just arguing for for semantics sake, right? I mean, this is how you'd run the deck. You'd run it with Naganadel. You can't but even you switch it back. You can't even take advantage of Naganadel's ability because the synergy's all thrown out of whack because the energy goes back to your hand. But then you only have so many e switches. That's what I'm saying. So like, it's it's very strange. It's a very strange card. I I don't think it will see play. I love the way the VMAX looks. It kind of looks like a Dragon Ball Super card. It looks really, really cool. The full art for this is going to be sweet. That being said, though, it doesn't really matter because it's not playable. Charizard is very playable because it's a fire-type card that hits for raw damage. And it's Charizard. And it's Charizard. Charizard attacks. There's no real real acceleration for Dark that helps this, except for Weavile. And Naganadel, and that's that's not even really dark. That's just well, that's as, just, as it would, if we know what's coming out right now, right? I, I, I'd be very shocked though if they're just going to cater towards this card, though. You know, we we have Malamar, which is a funky dark type card. We now have this, which is a funky dark type card. Sableye is kind of funky. I just I wish they allowed colorless energy to be a thing, and it just kind of seems like Pokemon is entering a trend where. They're going to be treating dark type Pokemon with this tax of their attacks are all going to cost strict dark energy. And I think that's so risky and such a bummer for this archetype because unless you have inherent acceleration, which you just don't, there's literally no reason, literally no reason at all that you would play dark right now. Like, look at fighting. Fighting was good, had a strict requirement like Dark does not right now. But the thing that had going for fighting is that it was... Like, a lot of things were weak to, were weak to fighting at a certain point. Now they fixed that circle, and so fighting's not as great. Right, and maybe the longevity of Dark-type cards. Maybe we find that because Dark is such a weird in a weird spot that it awkwardly doesn't get killed as easily... Five energy, though, is basically impossible. I mean, you're asking a three-prize card, two-prize to three-prize card, to invest up to five dark energy, because it has to be five dark energy. It cannot be anything else to hit the max of its potential. And I think that's completely unreasonable for a card like this. So although it's cool, although it's a crowd favorite, being Grimmsnarl, I think we can agree that this is just not a good card. 
It, like, it is doable. Like I think when we were tasting way back when was it the Tyranitar and Sa- Mega Sableye card? Mm-hmm. Needed 10 energy for the GX attack. Yep. I pulled it off once or twice. Well, that was, like I said, that's with the Naganadel Weavile strategy. That's kind of what you yeah. have to do, right? Mm-hmm. The, so if you can do that, then great on you. It's a pain in the butt, but. Yeah, this is, this is going to be kind of a card that sits on the wayside. The last thing we're going to do before we head out of here is we are going to spend some time talking about some ideas and ways that you can still play the trading card game with your friends and family and those that you cannot spend time with face to face. I do want to say that a big reason that I came up with this idea is because our local judges have been working to put together a Discord channel to still provide league play. Not officially, of course, but just to set up a way that we can still hang out and play every week like we normally would. And it just kind of got me thinking about ways that you could potentially play the card game with your friends and, and, and not feel so distanced from the game that we all care about and appreciate in a way that makes, you, that makes it tougher to come back once, once everything has cleared up and everything has rolled over. So the first thing we want to talk about is, in fact, this Discord leak. If you have access to Discord and all of your close friends that play the game have Discord, it would be a very good idea, just kind of like our judges have put together, to make a league on Discord, have everyone join a call, and just play on PTCGO. You know, make like a round robin, keep statistics, keep everything. Uh, maybe, maybe the winner gets a couple packs. You know what I mean? Maybe someone, maybe they all contribute one pack to the pool that they've scanned in from a code or traded from something. It could be a really fun way to get people involved and keep the competitive level going. Let's, would you do a league like this, Joe? I'm going to explain this to you, and, and I want to see if you would do it. Everyone shows up, and they put in two packs. Whether they get it from a trade or from an event, a tournament, however you want to put it. And then you do a round robin like a Monday, and then you divide first and second place. I'd do that, would you? Yeah, I could, I wouldn't mind doing that. You could even do like a two out of three, depending on how many people you have. Because you don't need a judge. You don't need deck lists. It's standard format or expanded, whatever you choose. You get in, you hang out and call, you screw around, and you just go from there. Why not? It's probably the best way to play right now. Kind of like the only play to play right now. I mean, another way I was thinking of is you could go on Skype, you know, or or some sort of video call FaceTime and, and play that way, kind of like solitaire hands with an opponent. But you need a lot of cameras for that, and a, a headset and microphone is pretty cheap. It, yeah, it's it's kind of not as practical because you would be playing it in person. You could do street you could stream events with your friends, you know, stream a quote unquote league challenge, stream things like that. Take advantage of these online platforms, guys. Please, please, please play on PTCGO. Even if you can't play the deck that you just spent all this time building, I know it sucks. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. Don't dismiss the client. Play the game. And We're not the only people trying to do that, too. I did see some people posting on Verbank City, the Facebook group. I know Hey Fonty has been closed. Sad face. 
So everybody jumped over to Verbank, and some people on Verbank were pulling in trust to do similar things on Discord and through PTCGO. So there were, there's a lot of people doing it. Find a group if you can. The Discord thing is very, well, it's free to deal with, but um, like I said, headphones and a microphone is pretty cheap to come by. Um, I know you can probably use your headset probably from your cell phone. You can, yeah, you can just use, use your Apple headphones or your Android headphones. Mm-hmm. You could use anything. I mean, as long as you have access to a computer and have headphones with any microphone of any sort, which even you can probably go buy for 10, 15 bucks. Take advantage of that. Keep playing the game. It's something that will help you stay kind of intact socially with the people around you. It'll prevent you from kind of having that anxiety of what do I do? One of my biggest hobbies isn't around anymore. And, and it, kind of keeps you in the reality of things because whether you're whether you make jokes about being introverted or not most of us if not all of us play the card game because of the social interaction it's not about winning or losing it's not about the cards it's about being able to interact with your opponent and the community around you and for the next i don't know at least the next eight weeks you won't be able to do that in person and right now it might seem a little weird, but maybe five or six days from now, it's going to really hit you that you're not going to be able to interact with your group of players in a way that you have been able to for years. So if you're listening to this, don't ignore it. Whether it's on the trading card game, whether it's in the video game, or whether it's just in games in general, find a way to still be in contact with your friends. If you're the person that has never wanted to use Discord, if you're uncomfortable with using a microphone, this is the perfect opportunity to take that first step. It's a perfect opportunity for you to be able to sit down and go, okay, I don't want to just sit alone this whole time. I want to be able to interact with the people that I care about. Download Discord and please, please, please attempt this. Connect with your players. If you're a judge listening to this, Connect with your player. See if you can get this going. Because if you can, it keeps the community alive and it keeps everything moving as smoothly as it can until we're finally cleared to play in public again. Because we don't know how long that will be. So whether this sounds like a public service announcement or not, you can take it for what it's worth. But Joe and I just figured that it would be important to let you guys know that you should try to find a way to keep playing the game. And our judges are doing a phenomenal job on that. It's nothing to do with us. This is something that we are completely giving them all the credit for. We did not come up with the idea. They were the ones who went, hey, let's do something about it. And, and I'm just kind of echoing their call. So is there anything you want to say about that, Joe? Because I think we hit everything. But it's a, it's a very important message to put out there, especially right now. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I know some people, well, I know me and you did. We sp- we are we combined our two PTCGO accounts, so we kind of have to figure that out a little bit because obviously we both can't play on the same account. But we'll figure things out like that. Um, I know some people out there probably have combined accounts, and that's completely okay because sometimes it's hard to gather all those cards. Yeah, you you do even even doing theme deck tournaments. You know, everyone gets access to theme decks in that game. Do a weekly theme deck tournament. Why not? Just find a way to interact. That's all you need to worry about. It's all you need to be concerned about. Expanded, legacy, I mean, whatever you can do. Just, just play the game. 
play the game and spend time with the friends around you because I promise you it will be worth it. Is there anything else you want to say? No, we're good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. Stay healthy. Stay in contact with the people around you. We will still be coming out with episodes every week, even if there is no news available. Joe and I will be twiddling our thumbs, staring at the ceiling, talking about the trading card game in some facet. We thank you for your support as always, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next time.